in our fifth session now on the book of Job. We're going to look at how Job responded to the loss of his health as Satan struck him. The Lord said to Satan, Behold, Job is in your hand, only spares life. So he sets the limits. You can take his health, his skin, bone, but not his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck. So Satan, for the first time, is explicitly said to do the striking. He struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Father, show us now how Job responds. Show us how to think about how he responds and help us to be able, insofar as Job is a model for us here, like James says he is in James 5, how we should follow. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Job took a piece of pottery with which to scrape himself. And his wife finally is at the end of her tether and she becomes part of the satanic curse. Because remember, Satan had said, curse God and die. Job will, will curse you. If you let me touch his skin, he'll curse you. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? This word is wholeness. Do you still hold on to whole-hearted love? For God, fear of God, trust in God, reverence for God, treasuring God. So that, that word integrity implies wholeness or completeness. And the what is whole is his heart toward God. Do you still hold fast to that? I cannot believe that after what you're going through, you are going to hold on to God. Curse God and die. Now, the interesting thing here is that the word in Hebrew here is barak. That is the exact word for bless or blessed back in 121. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The word doesn't mean curse. It never means curse. But it does mean curse. <laughs> Several times when it's used ironically or cynically. So very literally, she says, do you still hold fast to your wholehearted love for God? Do you still keep saying, blessed be the name of the Lord? Well, go on blessing God then and die. You see the idea? Which amounts to curse God and die. 
You want to keep on with your foolish esteem and reverence and love for a God like this? Well, go ahead and then die, because that's what you're going to experience from this God. Now, how shall he respond to her and to God? He said to her, and I wrote a poem about this one time, and I can't prove this, I'm not sure, but I argue that he said, you speak as, you speak as one of the foolish women. He didn't say, woman, you are a fool. (laughs) He didn't say that. I wish I could hear the tone of voice, but I imagine him saying, you speak, dear, darling, honey, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. This is not the way you ordinarily think. I understand that this is hard for you. It's hard for me, too. But it is foolish. He's saying that. What she's saying is foolish. It's a foolish thing to give up on God because God withholds gifts. Is God our treasure or are his gifts our treasure? Do we value our friend, our savior, our creator, our sustainer, or do we only value what he does for us, what he gives to us? Is he precious or is health more precious? That's the issue. And he says it's foolish to talk as though God were not supremely valuable. Shall, and then he makes this stunning statement. Actually, it's a rhetorical question that amounts to a statement. Shall we receive good like I have all these years? The Lord gave. The Lord gave. I had children. I had bounty. I had health. Shall we receive good for all those years from God and not receive evil? What, what, how, would you, how would you restate that? He, as a, what, what answer does he expect? Yes, he expects yes. But why does he expect yes? Why is this so obvious to, to Job that if, if God has given good, he has every right to give Evil, harm, pain, disease, loss. Why, why would we not assume that? He, he seems to just take it for granted. What, what's going on in Job's mind? Two things, I would say. What he believes about the godness of God and what he believes about himself, us, humans. Job knows profoundly, deeply, intuitively, and from experience, that for God to be God, he does everything in the world. God is not a participant in this world. He knows this. God is God. God rules the world, sustains the world, makes the world, guides the world, governs the world. He knows this. He knows this from Amos, and I know it's anachronistic, but he knows the fact, even though Amos comes later. Is a trumpet blown in a city, 
and the people are not afraid. Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? No. He's God. Nothing happens apart from God. Or Isaiah 45, 7, I form light. I create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am Yahweh who do all these things. That's what it means to be Yahweh. I am who I am. I'm God. Lamentations 3.38. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? In other words, the Bible is shot through with the godness of God. He's not a participant Like, sometimes he has the upper hand, and sometimes Satan has the upper hand. Sometimes he has the upper hand, and sometimes fallen man has the upper hand. hand. Sometimes he has the upper hand, and sometimes disease has the upper hand. That's not God. The answer is, he believes in God. The, The godness of God rules out a God who can only be responsible for what is good that comes to us and is shaking his head and wringing his hands when evil comes to us. That is not God, and he knows it's not God, and it's foolish to talk as though that were God. And the other reason this is obvious to Job is that he knows himself. He would say, Who am I, a sinful, finite, fallen, culturally conditioned, limited man that I should counsel the creator of the universe how to perform according to his infinite wisdom? It is absurd that we should tell God, The only way it is wise and good for me to be treated is with health. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Who do we think we are, Job would say. No. Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? Of course we shall. God is God and he is infinitely wise. And so... Job passes test number two. And he does not sin in saying this, even though this receive is from God. And it's said earlier that Satan struck Job with loathsome sores. Satan struck Job with loathsome sores. And now Job says, we receive good and we receive loathsome sores from God for the very simple reason, God governs Satan. Praise God. What would we be? We wouldn't even be Christians. There wouldn't even be a Christian religion if we believed in dualism, that Satan and God were somehow duking it out 
to see who could run the world. They're not. God runs the world, and Satan can only do what he's given permission to do. This is not sin for Job to talk this way. And now the question is, what happens next in these next 29 chapters? And how does the book end?